Welcome to the Share Chair Podcast, where we tell each other stories and learn from listening. Tegan Rose, welcome to the Share Chair Podcast. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Now, okay, you had. I hope it, I hope it's all right. I'm going to just ask you about mm-hmm. this, and then you can you can kind of set me on the right path because I, I think there's a lot about you I actually don't know. But you came to the freshman year, and I, I tried not to bring, I tried not to do this with students at all, but you came with a bit of a name yeah. about yourself, um, and that was, and now is about the extent of my knowledge, but you, I knew you without knowing you, without putting my eyes on you, as a cancer survivor. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So when, so when... Did that happen? Was that a middle school? It was actually March of fifth grade, so I think it was 2017. Of 2017? I'm pretty sure it was 2017. (laughs) So do you mind just telling us that story a little bit? Like, so, boy, you right away knew it was March. Yeah, so I know it was March because I was diagnosed on St. Patrick's Day, which was three days before my birthday. So Which think, birthday was that? I think it was my 11th birthday. 11th birthday. So I turned 11 while I was in the hospital. So it was just kind of a whirlwind because when you get diagnosed, especially with like a blood cancer, you don't have any time like to go home and like like sleep on the idea of you getting diagnosed with cancer. You more have to like go to the hospital right then that day and start like treatments and stuff. So that day that I got diagnosed, we went right to the hospital. Wow. So, okay, can you take us back like a little bit even before the diagnosis? Are you um, feeling something? Are you feeling differently? Or like how, what what was going on that even made you made, go to the hospital? Yeah. So I was actually feeling fine. Like I just had like that regular like cough, like just a cold and I was doing swim at that time. And I think it was actually like J.O. Junior Olympics at that time that um, like that week before I was diagnosed I was swimming I was at a swim meet I just didn't feel the greatest so like we all thought it was just a cold like we don't go into the doctor that much if we just have like a cold right yeah and so I went for my 11 year old checkup on St. Patrick's Day Uh, because your birthday's coming up so it was checkup time okay gotcha and so I got checked and they actually the person who like was checking me out and everything they felt my spleen enlarged and that's how like she knew she like immediately knew that I needed to get blood tests for that and that was the only giveaway of me having like a sickness or anything Okay, so so uh, so that was at a, a well check. Yeah, that's And the it. doctor was, you know, doctor or physician's assistant was just sort of checking, mm-hmm. you know, okay, checking your body and, and felt the spleen was enlarged and said, yeah. right now have to go get your blood checked? Yeah. Or they did it right there? They or? just sent us, like, downstairs to get our blood checked, and that's really it. And then they sent us home, and I went to breakfast with my mom, and then I went back to school. And then you went back to school. Okay, yeah. so you did, so that day you got, oh, because of course they had to get results back. Mm-hmm. So, okay, you go home. How many days is this before the diagnosis, would you say? It was in like the same day, kind of. Wow. Ish. So did, when she said that your spleen was enlarged, did you like know? Like, no, she just said your spleen is enlarged and my mom felt it. She was like, come feel this. And so it was very faint. 
like when we got to the hospital, like to Helen DeVos, they even felt my spleen and they said they would have not given me blood tests if, because they barely even felt my spleen enlarged. And so like wow. this was just by like a chance of me having this one pediatrician feel my enlarged spleen. Wow. Okay, so you go do the blood test. Right away, does she hint to you or to your mom, like, hey, this is a, an early sign of some cancer? Or are you just like, I, no. don't, I have no clue what this means. That's Let it. me do That's it. Yeah. So you're not sitting there all day going, like, high level of concern. Or, I mean, you are. Or how did that? I mean, I worry a lot. Okay. Like, I don't worry as much before I was diagnosed, but after, I worry a lot. But, like... I just worried a little bit, like, what could it be? What is this? Am I just, like, what do I have, you know? It's just... Yeah. So you go home, you have some breakfast with mom, and then you go to school. Mm-hmm. Normal day? Yeah. Until, like, the end of the day. At school? Yeah. So what happens? So um, I was sitting in class, and then um, I was supposed to, like, get picked up by my mom that day with a couple of my friends to go, like on a birthday party because it was my birthday coming up yeah so they called me down to the office early and I was thinking oh maybe my mom's just picking me up early to do like this fun thing right because <laughs> mom is awesome yeah yeah <laughs> and so I went to the office and they had us they bring me to a room back that like in the office area there's just a room and so we went back there and then that's when they told me that I had uh, cancer wow. and so I just broke down crying because it's an unknown. Nobody really knows what cancer is. So, yeah, especially at that age. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I, you know, I mean, you're, you're on. Well, we'll get there, but you're. I don't know actually if you're on the other side of it now. I mean, you are a survivor, mm-hmm. but I'll ask about that soon. But even when you tell me, it's like, I mean, I have recent eleven-year-old children, and I'm getting goosebumps even just thinking about it. Your mom, too, is she breaking down at that time? Yeah, or is she trying my mom to be... and dad were there, and we were all crying because it's just an unknown. Like, you don't know how severe you have it until you go, like, to the hospital, you know? it's It was crazy. Um, it sounds crazy. So you go to the hospital right away? Yeah, I went home, and yeah, then... Yeah, got some things, whatever. Yeah, I told my brother, and so I wanted him to come up to the hospital with me. and So we went up to the hospital... They checked us in, and yeah. And how long are you there that first time? Do you um, know? I can't remember, but it was a pretty long time because I had some complications. So I was probably two weeks at least, maybe a week and a half. I don't know. Yeah. I can't really remember. No, no, that's fine. That's a long time. So so what, let's get it, what, what cancer are we talking about? What did you have? I had leukemia, and I think it was ALL. So there's different types of leukemia. And I don't know really fully all of them. I don't really get into that that much, but I think it was ALL leukemia. So it's just a blood cancer that, yeah. What, what were some of the complications you said you were dealing well, with? Well, that what was, was just going because on? of procedures. That's really it. But Are they doing, like, blood transfusions for so this? I, I have no clue. You, you are educating me. <laughs> like, you have no idea how much you're educating me right now. I really don't know any of the processes. So, so like... What I remember is, like, that couple weeks, like, I would get blood transfusions, and I got a lot of platelets because my platelets platelets was low. Because, like, with this cancer, it breaks down, like, all of your blood cells and stuff. So you have to get constant, like, infusions and stuff. 
And so I did that. I got transfusions and like I got a port, which was like the main thing that you get when you have a blood cancer, especially, which is just like a little like, a, like a, I don't know, it's like a little adapter thing that they put into your chest like by your heart and they connect it to like a vein that is like closer to your heart. So like the chemo and medicine can like um, get through your body faster. So that was, yeah. And how long did you have that uh, I had my port until, I think it was, I got it, I got it taken out after all of my chemo. So which was at least like three years. Whoa. Oh my gosh. Three years of yeah. chemotherapy. Yeah. Holy cow. Okay. I mean, this is like, I have endless amounts of questions here so you've just got to take me on this journey a bit so you're you're 10 days two weeks whatever in that initial time i mean can i just be blunt and ask like did you were you scared of death yeah like even when they um told me that i had cancer that on saint patrick's day my main question was am i gonna die like that's the thing that you think of when you get diagnosed with cancer because you see like on TV like um, like all these hospitals like St. Jude's trying to get money about like kids with cancer and they're all dying and stuff and like you get put in your head that if you have cancer you're gonna die you know so like there's no like it's just the main question is if you're gonna live or if you're gonna die. What did they tell you I mean what I don't know the statistics I mean and I'm not saying you do but what did they tell you when you asked so, that like am I going to die what, what was the response? So the thing was we caught it early for me, and so I had a greater chance of survival since we caught it, like, really early. Okay. And so if we waited more like a week, I then it would have been more severe. So just by wow. chance of them feeling my spleen, it was such an early sign of me having cancer that is just crazy. Yeah. And the chance of a well yeah. check and the chance of, I mean, it's yeah. like all mm -hmm. these sort of yeah. fortunate, although it's hard to say yeah. there's anything fortunate in a cancer diagnosis I'm sure but yeah. wow um, how is your time at Helen DeVos I mean it's like looking back on it now it wasn't that big of a deal okay. but like I don't know it's nice there I guess it's not like a dull hospital where it's all just like <laughs> old people around you and stuff it's more fun than you really think it is like now I miss going to the hospital because it was like fun I don't know I could, yeah, what was, tell me about so that. What was like a fun, they fun have, what's a fun thing or two? Or? They have child life up there, which is where like these, um, there's like volunteers or like people who work there and they help out um, kids like just have fun and they have like, they come play with you or they do arts and crafts or just random stuff. They come talk to you. And so like I had, like I grew close to them like by just doing, going there like every single day forever. And so that was just the thing that I always looked forward to was playing board games with a certain child life specialist. Well, do you mind? Can we just give props to that? What was his or her name? Uh, Jay. He was my favorite. We'd always play board games together. We shared that common thing. We played pretty um, complex board games, actually. <laughs> Let's hear it. Which one? I mean, we like to play Risk, and there is, like, Saboteur. He would always bring, like, new board games for us to try that, like, younger kids wouldn't be able to play. So, uh -huh. like, it was just a fun thing to look forward to. And, like, we would bring our own games, and, yeah. 
it was fun. By chance, are you still in touch with Jay? Do you um, like? Is not, there an opportunity to stay in touch? Or so there's like the HIPAA rule and stuff. Yeah. So like, um, like they can like stay in touch with us for like after like three years. Like we're done with like um, our chemo or like when we're done with the hospital or like if they like um, quit from the job or whatever, then we can. It's like a shorter amount of time that we can like hang out or like talk to each other. So like. Um, I've, like, given him, like, Christmas gifts over the past years because he left Helen DeVos. Oh, okay. But, like, yeah. I mean, we talk here and there. Like, I wrote a paper about him in eighth grade, and so I sent that to him. And That's got to just be amazing for him, too. I mean, I, uh, one quick connection. I mean, this is not about me, but mm-hmm. one quick connection we have is actually through Helen DeVos Children's Hospital. The twins who you just met mm-hmm. were born three months premature, so we were... We were at the hospital for three months um, yeah. uh, with them, just under 100 days. And uh, you, when you're there, in that kind of an intense situation where someone you love, or in mm-hmm. this case yourself, is fighting for life, you get close to the people who are giving life, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's a pretty special place for us, too. We really, yeah, hold a, hold a warm place and with our nurses and things like that, yeah. so... So then you were, did you go, would you go to school then? Like, or did, did you, how did that work? So like you're, you're at the hospital, I, I assume, because you said three years of chemotherapy. So you're like in and out of the hospital for the last three years. Yeah. You've um, been just sort of like in and out. And yeah. So with school, that was a weird thing because I was, my like counts, like, um, like my blood counts and stuff were so low that I actually had to like quarantine myself and uh-huh. not let anybody like who was sick come near me because I could have caught in something and then like it caught could have gone like to something more and then I could have had more complications or something like that so I didn't go to school for like most of fifth grade okay. or like the end of fifth grade because I got diagnosed in March so it wasn't that much school left true so I went back to school like once or twice just to be there to visit because you want some normality back in your life once like because I, I was stuck at home every single day I like never went out to like the store or whatever so just going back to school was nice sometimes but then I passed fifth grade and then I went on to sixth grade and I was there probably like so did you do like work from home in fifth grade fifth grade I did nothing and then in sixth grade I did like less than half of the school time but I did I still did some schoolwork but yeah. not as much as like everyone else because I was barely there is that right because really all, through all of your sixth grade you're in and out of the hospital mm-hmm. for like long periods of time too yeah so like I was still like uh not like the strongest immune wise and so like I couldn't go as much I could I could go when like my counts were higher and yeah but what about at the hospital? Did you ever have you ever spent more than ten days? Those initial like ten so, or or fourteen days were you ever there for, like even longer than that? Or not no? like okay. like the initial one is always like the longest okay. usually, but like there's some chemo's where you have to go in for like a week at once and like stay there to get a certain chemo because it's so like like there's complications to it sometimes that you have to stay there. And, like, sometimes you can get your chemo at home, too, which we did for one chemo. But then there's other ones that have to be, like, in the hospital for inpatient for days. 
okay. to get it. How many different chemos did you have? A lot. There's like so many to count. Like there's so many different varieties too. So like there's the ones that I could get at home, the ones that I had to stay inpatient, the ones that I could just go there like for a day and then I'd go back home. Other ones I would have to get like four shots in my legs at once with huge needles. Uh, <laughs> Those ones hurt so bad. Uh, yeah, I'll bet. Yeah. Did you lose your hair? Yeah. You did? So okay. that's different too. Like, the, I had really long hair down to my butt in fifth grade. Okay. <laughs> like, so that, that means you probably hadn't cut it. Like I would get, ever. like, trims here and okay. there. It was, like, a prize position to me. People knew me as, like, a girl with really long hair. Okay. And so... Identity, kind of. Yeah. yeah. It was really hard for me at first to, like, lose my hair because, like, in the beginning, um, child life came in one time and they, like, explained to me, like, what's going to happen and, like, they showed me, like, a website of, like... How your hair is gonna like fall out and stuff and like I kind of just shut down because like I don't want to hear about that you know like I felt fine okay. I felt fine I was ready to go back out and like go swimming and stuff but okay. like they they were like no you're sick you have to sit down and stuff like that so with my hair loss I lost I let my hair fall out forever and so it was very thin you could see my scalp and I wore bandanas every single day okay and then one day before, like, one of my, I raise, I do lemonade stands to raise money for um, the childhood cancer research. Gotcha. And so that day, my first lemonade stand, I decided to shave it all off because I was just done with it. It was so fine. So I shaved it all off, and I was bald forever. And, like, people, like, I got in wigs before, too, and, like, I did not like the wigs. A lot of people get the wigs like before they like um, lose their hair because they know like, oh, my hair, I need hair, you know? But okay. like you become more confident with losing your hair. And so I would just go bald, like go to school even. And it was like, I don't know, it just became normal, you know? Okay. And like um, after some time, like the chemos would get a little like lower and like stress level. So then like little peach fuzz would come back and then like another strong chemo would come and you'd lose all your hair. And so I shaved my hair off again because I knew that I was just gonna fall off, fall out again. So I just shaved it. And one of the things that helped me with like my hair loss journey yeah. was um, Crowns of Courage, which I don't know if you've seen, but it was an art prize project that I did. Uh, and no. they did henna, like a henna crown on my head, Whoa. which was, you'll have to check it out, but. That's sweet. I need to see that. Wait, who did that? So it's henna crowns of courage. Okay. And they did it for a project. It, it was in 2017 around there, I think. And so they do henna on your head and they do like all these different designs and stuff. And it's supposed to like, just like help you go through this and know that bald is beautiful and stuff like that so I know like with like the other people who did it they were much older I was like one out of the two younger girls who did it okay. like my age and with the older um, women saying that it really helped them too so it was just empowering that's amazing yeah what I'm super curious about is like you sound and this battle sounds like so courageous i love listening to you talk about this from whom did you get that 
courage. I mean, it's within you, obviously, but did, did you feel like, did you have it always, or did you learn it through this time? I think I learned it through this time because people were always like, oh, you're so brave, and you're so, like, like, I don't know. People just always, like, brought me up because of this, and so they kind of just, like, put this into my head that I'm really courageous, I'm really brave, I can do anything. So that's what really, like, put, put it into my head that I can, like, I'm okay. Yeah. And, and, do you, and here you are, you believe it? Most of it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, or because in some ways I could see. I mean, I don't know what your own experience is, but I could see it's like, wow. I don't know. I'm just a kid. Like yeah. I don't know. I mean, in some ways, in some ways, we never we we can't know our courage until we're forced to to mm-hmm. have it. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, it's really powerful. What was the reaction like? So. So somehow, like I said at the beginning of our, our, of our interview, you, you, I knew about you without knowing you. Um, and how did that, like, why did I know? <laughs> like, was there a huge response at school or something, like, toward your um, well-being and toward your health? Or, or was there, like, I, I feel like there had to be a big community. And actually, it might have come from you from your lemonade stands. Maybe that's... Um, what it was, but was there a, was there a big community like a ground swell sort of around you, and what was that like? Yeah, so we created the team Tegan, and so we would like sell shirts and stuff, and like from school, kids would always write me cards, which was nice because I could hear from them, you know. But like people always know me, but I don't know them because they know my story, but they don't know who I truly am, but they just know like a part of me. And so, like, that's, like, the one thing. Like, everybody knows me, but, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, that, so that offers a really interesting next question. Everyone knows you because you're the girl who survived cancer. Mm-hmm. But you're not just a single thing. Mm-hmm. So who else are you? You're obviously a, a heck of a swimmer. I mean, you must be you junior. Oh my goodness! <laughs> okay, you can talk about this, Zoe. She's a heck of a swimmer. Yes, yeah, she okay. is. Okay, so Tegan and I swim in the same lane together. What's that? We, she swims in my lane, or I swim in Tegan's lane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe Zoe's in Tegan's lane, right? So, um, a swimmer. I know you're a great student. I mean, you know, you're showing that in my own class. So, what are what are some other things you're like, hey, I'm, I'm more than a survivor. Or a cancer I don't know. Survivor. Like, I do softball. I play softball. Oh, that's right. Um, and you're I'm, back. You're back at all of these events, swimming. Yeah. Softball. Have you? How long have you been back participating in these? So, like with swimming, I was on and off during like the beginning, cause like, at that time, like swimming, like I liked it, but like, it was more of like a sport to me, not like a thing that I love to do. Okay. But I did that, and softball was on and off, too. I didn't really do that, because that's more, like, I feel, like, physical. I had to run a lot. Yeah. And actually, in one of my games, like, the first games that I played, I, like, fell right on the field, which was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean... Just I from not having the... Strength. The stamina. I was so okay. weak at that time. Okay. I couldn't walk upstairs, either. Like, okay. It's, sometimes it's still a struggle to me to, today, because I don't have... The strength that I used to have before yeah. I was diagnosed. So, yeah. 
So you still feel that today sometimes? Sometimes. Like, I know I could be stronger. I could work to be stronger. But, I don't know, it just plays back in my mind like I have an excuse of why I'm not mm. as strong anymore. You are a freshman. You are a softball player. You are a swimmer. You are um, smart. You are a cancer survivor. And I just have to think like that this can and I, I, I don't know maybe I don't want to I don't want to do too much of what our last question is but but I have to think like maybe some uh, kids who have cancer this this episode could reach their mm -hmm. their ears and I'm I'm curious about like by the way is the cancer out I mean where are you right now are you can't you are you cancer free are you yeah I'm done with chemotherapy I ended on 7-Eleven of, I think, a year ago. So I've been done with chemo for a little, for a while now. For a year and yeah. a couple months. So. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm so happy to know you. Yeah. Like, I'm, and I'm happy to know you now where you're like, I mean, I, this is my own words, not yours, but like where you're recreating your story. I mean, I, I guess if this does reach any ears of, of children with cancer, what, you know, what are some things you'd, maybe say to them or want them to know and then it is a little bit of the last question but maybe not I don't know I would probably say that you're gonna be fine not everyone's gonna think of you as this person who had cancer you're gonna get new friends you're gonna like your friends are gonna go away and they're gonna come back but you just gotta know who's your friends and who's not and who's gonna support you throughout your next journey through like the rest of your journey through cancer and like your other things in life that you're going to have to accomplish. Awesome. Thank you so much. What a what a treat to like ha have this. I'm really thankful. But I know Zoe does have a last question. <laughs> you had one piece of advice for anyone. What would it be? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, just anybody? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, if you're going through like a tough time, you can get through it. And surround yourself with people who are going to support you and who are going to stand by you and who love you and yeah I don't know. that sounds that sounds amazing you're, i can see your red cheeks above your <laughs> above your mask but honestly it's just beautiful advice thank you so much tegan thank you thanks for listening to this week's episode of the shared chair podcast stay tuned for next week's episode